dad without a dad production. Hey everybody, and welcome to Dad Without a Dad. That is Dad Without a Dad, the podcast. My name is Jose Jose de la Roca. Follow me on Instagram at Mr. Jose de la Roca. That is at Mr. Jose de la Roca. And if you're listening to this and you're brand new and you want to start your own podcast, go check out my brand new YouTube video. My brand new YouTube video that is sponsored by Fat Burger. And you can learn how to start your podcast for beginners, which is 10 tips. 10 podcasting tips for beginners. And with me, it's finally back after a big absence. People are asking, where's Andy? Stop talking, Jose. We want Andy back. Especially Will. Will's like, I want Andy back. I don't want to hear all these other guests. I want to hear Andy. Well, Andy's back. Andy, welcome back. Thank you very much. I am indeed back. Nobody missed me. Don't be crazy. That's not how this thing works. Um, but yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to be seeing your lovely face again, Jose. Ah. I've missed it. <laughs> the check is coming in the mail, so. <laughs> so how have you been, man? What's been going on? What have I missed? What amazing guests have I missed? Uh, well, okay, so, you know, everybody knows you don't listen to a podcast when you're not on. <laughs> Because, you know, what's interesting is that the book's kind of gone away, but we still keep doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so, anyway, right, burn your soundboard. We're going to get rid of it. We're going to get a new soundboard soon. I promise. <laughs> well, if you burn the soundboard, can I, we also get a brand new laptop? Because this laptop is going crazy. I can't even do two things. Like, I literally, if I want to do logic and then I start, you know, a screen to browse the web, it will shut down. So, if anybody out there wants to give me a MacBook, let me know. Send me an email. Hello at josedelaroca.com. Well, you missed uh, Jimmy, which he's an author, and he's also a dad who didn't have a dad. And um, we are actually recording this a week before I post the next <laughs> uh, <laughs> podcast because um, I'm actually moving. So by the time you guys hear this, I will be in a brand new studio which i mean i always talk about my one bedroom apartment so now i'm gonna have to say my two bedroom apartment studio uh so we're actually moving so about next week i'm going to post the show that i recorded with diana and diana is my cousin so she's basically my sister-in-law's cousin but her family had been our family, like I said before, it, here in the United States, it's only my brother, my mom, and I. And that's it. We don't have any more family. But my sister-in-law's family is huge. And Diana was the first person that helped me with, I guess, stress. And when I was younger, I didn't know I had, like, super stress and I was having panic attacks. So I, she, I, can, I think I talked to her about that one time because she's very spiritual. She's very bubbly. She's always happy. So I always wonder why she was so happy. So she told me how she's spiritual and she believes in different things. But her attitude is so like I was telling her in the podcast that I I'm jealous of her attitude. Right. Because I wish I could be like relaxed, happy all the time. Right. Because it's a thing that I am trying to achieve and stuff like that. 
And then uh, I said it in the podcast that one time my panic attacks started to come up and I was on a date and I left the date at the movie theaters and I my panic attack lasted for like two hours in the bathroom of the movie theaters. And I had to call her and she's like walked me through everything, like breathing exercises and not to think I'm going to die. And then I never saw my date ever again. Anyways, but we talked about that. So you missed Jimmy and Diana. But how about you? Anything What's happening with you? What's been happening? So I'm, I'm going to listen to those two episodes uh, because the next... Uh, we're all dealing with anxiety at the moment, right? All oh. of us, I think. All parents. All trying to figure out this COVID thing and how we can kind of coexist with it and, and keep going about our daily lives. So for me, um, the reason why I haven't been on the podcast is because I've been crazy busy with work. Like the video games industry is just continues to rock on. And if anything, I've been busier since this whole outbreak happened than uh, than than I was before. Um, but the best thing that we did recently, the best thing that I did with my son and my wife was we went to a theme park. Uh, we went to Poulton's Park, which is near us. Um, recently opened, COVID safe, uh, which is the home of Peppa Pig World. So if you have a kid or a daughter who loves Peppa Pig, that's where that is. Um, Toby doesn't actually like Peppa Pig at all, but we just needed to get him out of the house. We needed to go somewhere. <laughs> Um, just because he's, you know, he's, he's like me. He gets stir crazy. If you keep him inside for too long, he basically just bounces off the walls and just starts acting like a crazy person. So, um, yeah, we took him to there. Uh, Poulton's Park is not the biggest theme park in the world. Like, it's not even a big theme park by UK terms. So, by American terms, like, it's not a massive theme park at all. But, um, you know, they've still got roller coasters. They've still got kids' rides. Um, they've still got merry-go-rounds and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, it was really... It was really an odd experience because when we went in there, you know, we didn't see people wearing masks. People were socially distancing uh, up to a meter, which is the new guidance in the UK. Uh, but it felt normal. It's almost like you could forget that stuff was going on, weirdly, uh, because it's it's a theme park mostly for, for kids that are like, I don't know, I guess three to 11, really. Um and like kids at that age just don't give a shit. <laughs> like you can tell them to socially distance and stuff like that, but they just don't care. So they just don't do it. So it was weirdly, um, yeah, it was just a weird experience. Like it was fun. It was a great day. Um, but coming back from it definitely felt like, oh man, should we have all been wearing masks? Was it? Wait, responsible you were not wearing there? masks? No, we were not wearing masks. Nobody was wearing masks in the whole place. Um, because in the UK, like even though, you know, in like America, it's a, it's a it's a little bit of a, a political hot potato at the moment, right? The the mask yeah. thing. Um, but in the UK, it's kind of it's not. We 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 haven't got to that point yet because our, our, our outbreaks haven't been that bad. They've been controlled through other means. So now we're starting to figure out like, okay, how do we fight this economic downturn that's inevitable from all these service industries basically closing? Um, you know, like offices no longer being offices everyone working from home so you can no longer go to the local shop to pick something up um and shops closing and stuff like that so the government is essentially saying you know everyone go out go buy some stuff uh go to restaurants do whatever um but how, make sure you're how safe long has you it, how long has it been like that because if you think about it like if the government's saying that and you guys are doing that uh you will not see the effects until two weeks so what exactly, i'm saying is exactly like, so it's been uh it's been a week 
yeah. since everyone started doing that stuff. So we've got a week to figure out how that's going to go. Okay, we're going to play um, a good cop, good cop, bad cop. So explain your rationale why you went. <laughs> By the way, I just uh, you know this is so a the, public service announcement that I'm paranoid. Um, you know I'm like weird, and I you know my I think I I told somebody that one of my biggest phobias and fears in life is dying and sickness. Mm. So for somebody like me to have a disease like this. It not only affects with my mind, it affects with my way of living. It affects, so it's very different, right? And you know, like, so I'm pro probably to the extreme of everything, right? So this is just my way of seeing things. Doesn't mean it's the right way or the bad way. But yeah, continue, Andy. Tell me why <laughs> you went to a theme park without a mask on. So let me also preface this by saying that I'm I'm naturally an optimist. Um, And I have a trust of certain companies when they say that they make things COVID safe, right? So for me, the reason why we went is that statistically where I live um, in uh, around about Portsmouth and in, in the south of the UK, we've had very few cases. Um, and statistically, the chances of us getting it was were, were quite small. Um, but obviously that relies on testing being good and all that stuff. And obviously in testing, we're far behind LA uh, and lots of other places in the world. So the reason why we went is that we just like going. Uh, that's the honest truth. Um, it's a great place to go. Uh, we hadn't been anywhere for a long time. Um, and I just felt like we needed to do it. Um, so that's why we went <laughs> um, well, I'm just saying I, took, because... I, I took my mask with me uh, but i didn't wear it uh and i think it's more like we went as a family because we knew that we could be safe because um so essentially what Poulton park have done they've like they've drastically lessened the amount of people that can turn up each day They, you know, have clearly marked the distances between that you queue. They've got virtual queuing systems for all their rides. They're cleaning the rides each time. And they're, they're doing kind of everything they can as a business to kind of keep going. And, you know, it's kind of an important place to us, I think. So on the one hand, I, I, we, all, well, we all wanted to support them, really. And on the other hand, it was just like, well, this thing we have to go out and start doing stuff. Um, we can't stay in forever. Uh, and then the other side of it as well is that my son's going to nursery um, and, and he's with other kids, like as many as, as 15 to 20 a day. So I think part of it was just like, I don't know. It's not even throwing caution to the wind. I'm not even sure what it was. I think it's more like, I want to go. We should go. Fuck it. And then let's see what happens. Now, whether I come to regret that the next time we record this podcast, I will let you know. But I do think, um, obviously, if the situation was the way it is in the US at the moment over here, and, you know, we've got a lot more people basically getting infected every day, um, then I would say it would be a bad call to do that. But at the same time in the UK, like we've got falling rates, we've got less than, you know, 50 people dying, if that, a day at this current point. Um, my local hospital hasn't had someone die from COVID for, for a long time. 
um and uh i don't know anyone within our circle that's 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 had it so i think for me it was like it's what we felt comfortable with and we felt comfortable going um but that doesn't mean it hasn't caused me anxiety afterwards as stupid as that sounds right and thinking about the stuff that i saw there and how i could kind of not hose it if you like but i could um you know improve that for the future if we decide to go again because i think we all you know whenever countries close and then they open up again it's kind of inevitable that there's going to be a slight spike up i would say and obviously we're not doctors we're not statisticians we don't know that but just from what i've noticed that seems to be the case um and obviously my son's two right so i can't really explain any of this stuff to him uh i can just pick him up or ask him nicely to stop when he's getting close to other people and then if he doesn't i pick him up um but i can never get him to wear a mask like hell no that's not gonna happen um not because i don't want to but because he'll take it off he'll do whatever um yeah so it's it's a really tricky one <laughs> well there's uh there's like 15 things that we need to discuss here pick. <laughs> or pick on uh so for, to start in the softer way yeah uh you're not alone i mean disney is going to open in florida so that's one uh mm -hmm. you're not alone that we still need to do things like for example my girlfriend works at a nursery and she needs to go to work right we need to eat so she i can't say no you stay here and then we can't afford rent right so that's work and then she works with kids and stuff like that another thing that i you know it's unfortunately because we're it's uh It's a viral infection that is, I could cough and somebody could pass by and they get it and they don't even know mm -hmm. how they got it, right? It's it's like that. So, for example, nurseries shouldn't be open because you can't tell kids not to play with each other. That's against, I guess, the human law, right? Yeah. What you could do is tell adults to stay home, right? Yeah. So, But you, I believe that you cannot tell a four-year-old, a two-year-old, Even a six-year-old, hey, we're going to take you to a place, but you can play with each other. That's just not right, you know? Mm -hmm. So for somebody like the government or officials or whatever you want to call them, if we're going through a pandemic, which in the United States, like you said, it's worse, don't open, you know, yeah. like protect the kids. Because we as adults, we can't say to the kids, you cannot play with each other. What we could say is like, hey, parents, stay in the house, right? That's one thing. Uh, yeah, you guys are over there. You're you're different. But, you know, I still believe that I don't, whenever people say it's like, oh, you know, we need to go out. Uh, do you? You know, like, yeah. and look, we're going to disagree on a bunch of things in this subject because, it's, <laughs> you know, we have different opinions and I don't, yeah. I, I don't think we ever disagree on things, but probably now we will and it's okay. You know, that's why we had these things. I just yeah. feel like when people say, oh, we need to go out. Nah, you don't. You know, like, oh, we need to celebrate a birthday. No, how about you celebrate it next year with everybody together, everybody safe? Why yeah, do yeah. people have to say, I need to go to the beach? No, you don't need to go to the beach. I think it's it's a choice, right? Like, well, It is a choice, a choice, yeah. But um, it, I, I, I think the reason why people use that terminology is it it's it's a bit of mental gymnastics right it means that i don't have a choice whereas realistically 
we took a risk like really like the safest thing 100 percent safest thing was to stay at home on that friday that we went um but we made a judgment call and that judgment call was like it's opening we want to support that business we want to keep them open but realistically we could have just bought tickets and not gone uh there's other ways to do that but we wanted to go we wanted to have fun and i also think like you know there is a there's a mental element to this which is like you want to feel like things are normal for a bit do you know what i mean um and i think that's something that we can all kind of empathize with um but yeah i i agree i think it's only at the time it was such a natural thing to go <laughs> like and my wife makes a lot of the decisions in, in 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 life in general um and i think part of it was that one but i didn't really think about it because i i wanted to go like I, I wanted to take my son i wanted to go i i and yeah and i think we we have to deal with the consequences with that is it a selfish thing to do for the rest of society no because there were a hundred thousand people or oh, i don't want i don't want to put a number but what i'm yeah. you know it's a are you hurting people then everybody's hurting yourself right If yeah. you were the only one there, then yeah, you are the one hurting people, right? You yeah. know, the thing is like, yes, you need to open the economy, but that mm. doesn't mean, hey, you need to, and you know, you're supporting a business, right? At the same time, yeah, it's a business that requires a lot of people, right? It's like going to movie theaters right now. It's like, uh, why? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like in a business standpoint, you know, yes, like, Here in the United States, we are run by a stupid people. Uh, I call him the orange Cheeto that is running a country. And he's making the country become a third world country. And it's going to take a lot for the next president or whoever, whatever it is that is coming next, hopefully. Um, to the point that I've been to the point that if, if Trump becomes president again, I'm literally thinking of getting out of here. Like, because something's about to happen right like we're not mm -hmm. safe but anyways you guys have a different situation over there you could rely on your you know chubby white men too or <laughs> at least uh you know you have different rules you have different things that you have done better i see the graphics mm. of europe and uh, it's just but here's a mess it's a mess you cannot rely yeah. on the government and most people here are Like I always say, people are stupid. One person mm. is smart, right? Uh, and the one person is also stupid at the top here. So there's so many things that, you know, it's never going to be the same because even trying to go to the, to buy food that you need to eat, it's different. You know, I can't, yeah. my brother's to the point that he's like locked down. And I'm not saying we're not going out. Like, for example, my son and I go for walks on yeah. now that we're here. And he's like, oh, you should be wearing a mask. We literally go through the street and there's nobody ever there. We'll see somebody who will cross the street. And he's to the point that you should still wear a mask because the air is going to pass by and you have the, mm. the virus. But if you, I'm not to that point because <laughs> air is air, right? Then the <laughs> virus could come through the, through the window and we're fucked, right? I can't yeah. get to that point because I'm going to have more eczema. But he has a point where like... We still need to protect each other. I'm protecting. We're married. We're wearing masks to protect others. I just yeah. had this conversation with you before this. Like somebody said, hey, 
I had it, and it's basically a bad flu, and you will die if you have something else. And But also, now we're hearing that even if you're healthy and survive, there could be repercussions later on. Yeah. So yeah. what I mean is, like, you don't have to have a party this year. You don't, we're, it's people are dying left and right. And by the way, you're in a different situation, right? You're probably coming out yeah. of it. We are peaking another peak. And yeah. whether it's because we're having more tests or because there were prote protests two weeks ago or because, you know, uh, dumb people here don't want to follow the rules and they just want to do whatever they want or they just need to go outside and go to the mm -hmm. beach. It's like I still don't understand that I need to do this. No, you don't. Just stay home. Oh, but I'm wearing a mask. Still, why can't just people chill the fuck down, let her run, and, yeah. you know. And by the way, you're in a, like you said, you, you guys are, there's nobody in your hospitals. Here, you can't even go to a hospital. People are dying for different reasons because there's no room in the hospitals, you know. So I think so there's a couple of things there, right? So there's, you know, what we talked about. People want to go because they want to go. They don't have to go. They do have a choice. They want to go. So I think when you make that choice, you have to own that choice. Um, so what I found interesting is that, you know, when you go to public spaces now, um, there is uh, like hand disinfectant like everywhere. There's toilets everywhere. There's places where you can wash your hands everywhere. Um, all the staff members that you're dealing with, they all have masks on. Some of them have regular breathing masks that just cover their mouth. Um, some of them have perspex masks, so it like guards everything. Um, what else was interesting? Um, everything that's, that's there for like virtual queuing, virtual food ordering as well. Like all of it's designed to not have crowds of people amassing in one area, um, which is good. But at the same time, like even if you go, you forget about it. Uh, you forget about the restrictions a little bit, but then you're you're constantly reminded of them by like signs everywhere, you know, dots being on the ground that tell you, you know, don't get close to the next person or whatever. Um, you know, here's the safe safe distance. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's these places opening up is is potentially a good thing, but I think everyone needs to make their own choice. Well, they, they have to, to open. think about the societal things, right? You know, it's like uh, unfortunately you cannot shut down. When I mean everything, I mean like you. If you shut down everything, there's going to be a recession that we're not coming out of it, right? Like we still yep. gotta work, we still gotta eat, we still, and this is our like the essentials, right? There still has to be like people going to the government make rules. They still have to be people picking up the fruits that we're going to eat. We still have to go out there and buy food from Trader Joe's or Albertsons yep. or whatever. So those are essentials, right? You know, my question is like, why do you have to go to the beach? And, you know, 4th of July just passed by a couple of weeks ago. Mm. And there were masses of people going to the beach, right? We went to see our new apartment this uh, yesterday and we coming back, we saw all this like people, you know, taking their boats to the lakes. And I'm like, you see, I guess I am need to chill the fuck down a little bit. And some people need to take it more seriously, right? So it has to be a balance where, like, you don't have to go to the lake this weekend. You can yeah. do it in six months or next year. 
uh and me i need to chill down where like thinking that if a package is going to bring me the the coronavirus right so there has to be a balance where myself i need to relax a little bit because it's affecting my life and like my friend said yesterday he's like if you continue like that you will get it because you're thinking too much right but then also like there's people out there who really don't give a fuck right yeah. and then it's going to cost us or cost their families or their you know adults it's it's very difficult because you know here in the united states we don't have help it's up to us and only 50% of the people are taking it seriously and 50% of the other people are not and i wish we have country we had a country like china and and guatemala that in guatemala they lock down everything to a point that at some point if they will see you like outside after eight more than three people they will take you to jail and in china Bro, they just like they're like they get twenty new cases, they shut everything down. Yeah. And the point is like you don't want to take it that far, but we had to learn. Like I always say, learn from people, right? What you learn is that they take it seriously, and that's why nothing is going up. We're not gonna take everybody to jail because this is a huge country. We can't do that. But you had to learn from what they're doing. They're trying to. Pro- it's like you know, being a parent. We're yeah. just trying to protect you. That's it. Relax. We're just trying to protect you. Protect yourself. Give it six more months, and then do whatever the fuck you want next year. I think that's that's exactly why the messaging is confusing, though, isn't it? Because it's like so in the UK earlier in the COVID stuff, like the message was stay at home, save lives. It was great. Um, everyone knew what they were doing. Whereas now it's like um, stay alert, um, and that's it. <laughs> like just stay alert. Just be aware. Um, use your common sense, um, which is just, it's a harder message for people to get behind. But I think ultimately, like, you know, if I went back there, I would 100% wear a mask and I'd try and get to wear a mask as well if I could. Um, but, you know, who knows? Who knows how that's going to go? Um, yeah, if we end up doing that again or not, if in seven days we, anything happens or we show any symptoms, who knows? Um but it is, it's an interesting time, uh, for sure. You have to try and figure out what feels good and what consequences you're happy living with. Um, I mean, definitely when I was there, I was like, if one kid's got it, that doesn't mean everyone who's gone today has got it, but it means that anyone that's interacted with that kid or that family could potentially have it. Like, you know what I mean? You start thinking about vectors for transmission and you're just like, yeah. So I guess my my number one, the reason why I wanted to bring it up and, and talk about this was because, you know, we, we're all starting to, apart from in America, but in the rest of the, rest of the um, like Western, Western world at least, um, I think that people are starting to think about, okay, how do we move on from this thing now? How do we put up with the risk that's out there while still having a, a, a kind of normality return up to a certain extent? Uh and I think it's something that we're all going to have to think about um, and figure out what we're comfortable with and what we're not. And obviously, I was like, you and me, we're, we're at different points, right? Like, not only do we live in different parts of the world, but I think you're you're naturally more cautious than than I am, which is probably a good thing in the current scenario. Um, but like, how do you? Because my son's two, so I can't 
explain to him what's going on really because he just won't cognitively he's not there yet right whereas your son's older so have you had to explain anything to him about what's going on like how does it how does that kind of conversation manifest itself uh luckily we have a like i said before if my kid was dumb i will tell you right he's very smart and he unfortunately we're his best friends and that takes a lot from us so he will be the happiest kid if he just stays home plays with mom and dad the whole day right Mm. uh once again uh, life has to come by whether he's going to go to kinder and start school in a month that's another thing right we're living day to day and i think i have taken it to where i just i actually have it written down because i was so stressful i had to re- write down that i needed to focus concentrate relax and live in the moment because so, there's things that i cannot those things I have to work on because I need to work on that myself. And I'm trying to teach my son that because I, mm. I see that in him, even though he doesn't look like that. He has my ants in your butt and need to be doing 10 different things at the same time kind of issues. And I'm trying to teach him that I have that and it's not good because you need to be able to focus on things, concentrate and enjoy mm. what's happening at the moment. Because if I'm worried about the future... I'm not going to enjoy the moment and the future is not, you know, I've been after that podcast, I've been trying to meditate a lot because I also heard that I can't let people manage my feelings because that's the ultimate slavery in a way that if you let other people make you angry, other people make you happy, other people make you worry you're let you're letting them control you right so Mm. instead of that just let everything go and be your own and concentrate on yourself so i've been trying he understands that he 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 gets it and we put it in simple terms like you know right now we can't do this because people are getting sick we don't give him the the like people are dying and if you don't cover your mouth you're about to die or stuff like that, which is at the end of the day is true, right? Mm. But we just say, hey, people are sick and we're staying home. And mama, when she goes out and she goes to work, she's been with a lot of people. So she, you cannot hug her as soon as she comes home, but she's going to just take a shower, change, and then we could play like a normal family. There's different things that we have to do. Like you had to wear a mask because you don't want to get you know, you don't want to get sick. So they, you know, even your son probably understand what sick sickness is because he has been yeah. sick. He has seen you sick. He, he, he feels the sickness. So he understands that. Right. So when you tell him that people are sick and we're right now, we're staying home. So there's not that many sick people out there. He gets it, you know, and you know, he's still a four year old. So like I said, if we play with him all day, he's ha- happy ha- camper. Uh, he understands that we cannot go to places or do normal stuff because, you know, there's still people getting sick and we need to cover mm-hmm. faces. And I feel bad sometimes because there's have been more, sh- you know, things that he needs to do, like 
if we receive a package, he cannot touch it, even though it's for him, or uh, he cannot be touching his face. So every time we go out, it's like every two minutes, I get a reminder, remind him, I'm like, hey, remember, don't touch your face. Hey, remember, don't touch your face. Please don't touch your mouth. So we could be out in an hour, you know, for an hour. And I said, like, don't touch your face and mouth about 15 times. That's all I could do. I mean, he he wants to be a kid. He's still a kid. He could be whatever. But he understands that we're just yeah. trying to do our best to not get sick and not get other people sick. That's pretty much it. Have you ever wondered how can you start a podcast? Well, I have been in the streaming and radio broadcast industry for about 15 years. And I share with you all my secrets in my brand new book. My book is called Start Podcasting, The Secrets of a Radio Broadcast Engineer, and it's only $2.99. It's available on Amazon, Kindle, iBooks, or on my website, josedelarroca.com. For only $2.99, you will learn all my secrets about podcasting, from starting a podcast, my home studios, and even marketing. I recorded this commercial in my home studio, and you can learn what I use in my brand new book, only $2.99. So go get a copy of my brand new book, Start Podcasting, The Secrets of a Radio Broadcast Engineer, only $2.99, available on Amazon, iBooks, Kindle, and much, much more. Start Podcasting, The Secrets of a Radio Engineer, only $2.99, available on Amazon, iBooks, or on my website, josedelarroca.com. Yeah, so I think that makes sense. Um, it's, it's difficult. I do wonder how much they pick up like subconsciously right like how much they pick up the anxiety and the pause and things like that i don't know it's gonna be interesting to see what the long-term effects of all this stuff is uh going forward but you know we'll, we'll just take that as it comes right i think the the people who will be more mentally affected are people who had big changes in their lives like a senior not being able to graduate a mm. uh a college student who couldn't finish his degree, uh, you know, a newborn, uh, a new parent who was super young. Uh, so things that that would have would have been normal and made a big impact in your life as a young person, you know, like I don't know, maybe you were going to go and. You were about to win the championship in your soccer league, and now you can't. Yeah. Uh, but then it's up to us as parents as make it as easy as possible and understand that they still humans. They still have, you know, conversations. Like I tell my son that he has stress and everything, but I share with him. I, I I'm. I'm always honest with him. I'm always like, yeah. I treat him like an adult. I'm like, hey, you have anxiety and you're always trying to look for, do things like hold that white pee and put it in your face all the time. That's not right. And I tell him, I understand that because I have it too and I'm trying to fix it too. Um, yeah. He can't focus and that's another thing that I have. I cannot focus. You know, even though we've been talking for 34 minutes, I can't focus sometimes. I had to be doing 15 different things and that puts stress on me, right? So mm. it's better to focus and do one thing at a time. And I've been trying to teach him that. 
focusing, understand that he needs to play by himself, uh, the difference between playing with us like five minutes here, five minutes there, or letting us be who we are or what we need to do for a couple hours and us having our own attention for him for a whole full hour. It's a lot for a kid to take, but, you know, that's what it has to be done at the moment. And all we got to do is protect them and have them safe. Yeah, it's going to be interesting when we all look back on it, I think. Um, I think the other the other thing is, uh, obviously, for my son at the moment, he's, like, can't really explain anything to him. We definitely noticed, like, a slight change in behavior. Um, but again, it's like, because he's... He's two and a half. It's hard to know what the changes in behavior are due to what we have to do um, with him staying at home uh, or if it's just to do with him and his development. Like it's really hard to know. So at the moment he's massively struggling, struggling to share um, like hugely. But we've, we're helping him through it and we're kind of role playing with his toys. So like he'll have like, I don't know, an ambulance and a fire truck. And we'll just say, oh, hey, ambulance. And he'll be like, hey, fire truck. And then we'll go. And then he'll go, boom, like smash them all together. Uh, and then we're like, oh, no, they're friends. Don't do that. And he's like, oh, OK, I get it. They're friends. And then we just zoom off and do other stuff. And we started doing that role playing stuff with him. We noticed that works really well. So we've, we, we, we're doing a little bit of role play on like, um, like illness and stuff. Not to try and tell him COVID, but just like. You know, if if one of us isn't feeling well, so like we're we're slowly introducing like world truths into this role play, and it's working pretty well. It's quite an interesting thing to do. Um, so yeah, uh, it's it's cool. Uh, we're we're tr- trying to get into share, getting a two year old to share is hard. Um, they have like super super rigid rules, or at least my son does about like if I give you a toy, that per it is that person's toy, and no one else can touch it. And then like, so there's been times where like my wife's had a toy um, and uh, she's finished playing with it. And then I go over to basically start playing with it. It's like, no, that's mummy's toy. And then he'll literally pick it up, find mummy and then bring it to mummy. And then mummy has to basically give me the toy. And then it's passed over ownership. So like we, 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 he, he appreciates rules, um, which is great. Uh, So it's just like, I think part of, all this stuff part of parenting 101 is just like it's just knowing your kid and knowing the the tricks that kind of work and then just sticking to those religiously and then when those stop working just going oh shit i need to find another trick just try anything loads of other stuff like uh yeah because we we've we've been having loads of trouble with him uh sleeping and and um just as he's getting to the age now where he might not need a nap but we're not really sure um, so he's starting to take toys of them to bed, which we've never allowed him to do before. Um, and he's starting to take noisy toys to bed and we're like, Oh fuck. So like they're the sort of toys where like, again, vehicles, right? So the presses a button on them, say it's a fire engine. He's got one of those. He's got a police bike as well. And like you press a button on them and they light up the whole fucking room. Cause they've got like massive lights on them and they make loads of sounds. So on the baby monitor, it always sounds like there's like, you know, armed response unit in his room at all times because this thing's gone off. Anyway, um, he's okay with that. Like what we've noticed that he plays with it for like 10 to 15 minutes and then he puts them at the bottom of his of his cot and then he doesn't touch them the rest of the night and he just goes to sleep. And we're like, we never would have tried that ever, ever. Like my first response was always like, 
get those fucking things as far away from him as possible before bedtime. But now it's totally working. So, yeah, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is like sometimes the things that you expect them to not be able to do, like have an element of self-discipline, they totally do. So, you know, it's worth trying, worth communicating, worth asking them to do stuff, worth maybe even saying to them, you know, don't hug that person like you said like with 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 your partner like you know don't hug mummy until she's gone for a shower and then he gets that that's amazing like he had he would have to show such self-restraint in order to do that uh yeah i mean we've been you know i feel poor him because for example we as parents and overprotected parents i think him growing up we were always there for him and now we're trying Mm. not to right and we always told him to you know be clean and clean himself and now he overdoes it and we're trying to for him to tone it down where he doesn't need to be holding a wipey and clean his hands every five seconds so our issues are like like that like now it's like not that we're moving, he wants to be with us, but we need to clean stuff. We need to, I don't want him to be around. So one thing that a couple of people have said is like, it's okay to be a dick, right? For mm. example, that doesn't mean you're a bad parent. For example, it's okay to say, hey, I need an hour. And mm. I don't care if you just stay there and play by yourself or just, you know, I need to decompress. I need to be by myself. I really can't be with you. I can't be with a certain person. And I'm just going to relax. Go take a nap. It's okay, right? Mm. That doesn't make you a bad parent. doesn't make you a dick, right? Also, like, um, I was trying here in the house to teach two people that are not me that they needed to be separate. They needed to be their own. They needed not to be together hugging all the time, right? Because the more togetherness, the more hugging and the more always together, it will be hard to break that cycle, right? And I tried for since everything started because I saw it so bad and I knew a day was going to come when the other person needed to go to work and one person needed to stay here. And everything was going to come to me where I needed to work, I needed to exercise, I needed to be me, which I'm always, I'm a free spirit and always being by myself. And I knew that was going to, I knew this was coming. All this stress, I knew yeah. it was coming. Let's just say the person uh, tried a little bit, but didn't put a f- whole effort and everything blew up a week ago where like we start putting the finger, no, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. But they understand that you have to let them go, right? And what I mean is I always tell him, you are healthy. You're smart. You're fed. My job is done. Go play by yourself. <laughs> it has gone to the point because, and like I said it before, you know, it's on record that I have tried so many things. We talked to him. Yeah. And it's like, and it's not like I just did it. I've been doing it for three months, at least five times a day. So to yeah. put it on perspective, to the point that one time I had to be like, I told him, I'm going to pretend you're not here. I really, I know that you're fine. I know that you, we just, I just made you breakfast. You are healthy. 
you're fine. The air is on. There's nothing wrong. I'm going to exercise. And if you just talk to me, I'm going to ignore you. And then he said, can I open as I go? How about this? You play by yourself. And in two hours, you and I will build the Lego. It's like, no, then do it yourself. And from now on, I literally said, from right now to 12, I'm going to pretend you're not here. I literally told them that because yeah. it went to that point. So let's put it this way. I know my son. And like I said it before, I know he's smart. I know he's a great boy. And I tell him all the time. The Lego that he was building was for ages from eight and up. He's built, he has been building Lego since he was one. So I knew he could do it, but he's like, no, I'm not going to be able. I need help. I said, right now, you're not here. Goodbye. I went and got the bike and started biking. And I hope I got this, this, um, my iPad. And I don't even, I don't even, the only thing that I do in the iPad is promote the podcast or promote my book. So I go on Twitter and tell people about the podcast, about the book. I told them, I'm not going to even pretend you're here. Goodbye. I mean, of course, he's still here, and if something happens, I'm here. Yeah. But guess what? In that two hours, he tried to bring me in. He tried to say things. He would be like, hey, and I ignore him completely for two hours. Guess what happened? He built two Legos by himself, two dinosaurs to the spot, ages eight and plus. Wow. And he's only four. When he was done at 12, I said, you see, this is what I'm saying. You are smart, you are well, and you're okay. Guess what? You did something that's supposed to be for an eight-year-old. You did it because you had no choice but to do it. And since you're smart, and since you know how to do it, Legos, you did it all by yourself. I told him, be proud. And, of course, the next day, he just wants to be with me or my (laughs) girlfriend and stuff. But that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, it's okay to be a dick. You need your time. And if they don't understand that, if you explain to them over and over, then you had to go to a point to the extreme and be like, all right, yeah, I'm out, you know, because you need to, you can't be super stressed anymore. And that's one thing that I had to learn. So, yeah. And I think you knew he was safe, right? Like, I mean, and we, we have a one bedroom apartment right? still here. So what I mean is like <laughs> he was... He's never in the room, so he was in or one bedroom apartment is literally a square, which in one corner is the kitchen, the other corner is the entrance, the other corner is where the TV is, and the other corner is where you go to the room. So I could see him. I could literally see everything that he does. <laughs> so he doesn't heat. I ignore him for two hours. But he must have, was he proud? Like when you said that to him, like you've done something the night you're over there, like did you get an element of I don't know, like he, realization. He, he knew he or? could do it. He knows. Yeah. He knows he's smart. I think he's so smart that he knows he could get away with, can you play with me? I want to be next to you. Or like yeah. us telling him, give us a space. And then little by little, turns out he's next to us now. I mean, that's like, I think uh, Jimmy was saying that kids are so smart. They know they could get away with things and they know how to push yeah. your buttons to a point that will make you that we are dicks. And now I feel bad. So let's have a hug. <laughs> That's totally true. I definitely think they're more socially aware than we probably give them credit for, for sure. <laughs> Man. 
Like, for example, like, I'll be mad and then he farts. I'm not mad anymore. <laughs> farts are the universal currency for winning dads over. It's just the truth. It's it's how it is. Have you, have you found that his... So this is a personal question. But have you found that his farts smell like your farts or your partner's farts? Well, uh, believe it or not, uh, and this is not bullshit because you know I'm always telling the truth. Uh, my partner doesn't fart. She doesn't fart. And like I tell her, I prefer to rip one in front of the president than to cause damage in, in my system. I consider my life very, very much like unique. And I prefer to have a healthy um, body system and fart and let them out then hold it for years and then something is wrong in there because it's not natural but she holds him i don't know where she doesn't but she <laughs> i mean i heard a couple of them in the bathroom but that's because you know and yeah, yeah she just complains that we should go to the bathroom and do it there but man we rip him like it's like second nature of us we like my son will be walking i like nothing and does it sm- oh yeah he has I can't really... I don't know. Sometimes we don't even know. Sometimes, like... You know, I... I feel that my girlfriend gets off at one time and she really just says that she's at work because she just needs, like, half an hour for herself, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's dealing with two fart machines that all we do is take out burgers, put it on her, fart on her, and everything smells. There's been points that she doesn't know who farted. <laughs> And she just gives up. She's like, I don't know who did it, but oh my goodness, it's bad. Uh, yeah, my my fun, uh, my son farts a lot as well. Um, and it's definitely been times when my wife's come back into the room and gone like, "You you guys need to open the windows because it just stinks of farts in there." Uh, but that always makes me proud. Like when it, when he farts and I smell the fart and it smells like something that's come out of my ass. Like I, it makes me proud. I don't know why. It's really weird. It makes me proud. It makes me feel a connection to him. It's yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. But yeah, uh, so uh, bad parenting one on one happened yesterday. Uh, I don't know about you, but I remember playing with my boogers, uh, and my mucus. I would like take them out and put it on the wall. They used to be me yep. when I was little, and I was, I haven't taught him that, and I don't think I will. But let's just say, uh, <laughs> I had taught him that. If he has a big moquito, which is a booger, uh, to go put it on mamas, and it's fun, right? <laughs> but at some point, I had this thing where I pick my nose and I get a a, a moquito, a booger, and then I flick it. It just whoops, goes away, right? And yeah. I don't want to say I have taught him that because I don't remember saying, "Hey, when you get it, grab it and whoops," you know like it and make it into a weapon right yesterday we were at the couch right there which is a big couch and of course he's next to mommy and they're reading and he's holding a book and i'm next to him and then i think i'm i'm online promoting whatever i had to do but i kind of see him on the side and then i just put my phone fo- my phone down and because i see him like picking his nose and he's kind of going through the pages, picking his nose like there's no tomorrow. Like it's human yeah. nature. And the greatest thing happened. He finds he's looking at his book, 
picking his nails. He finds the moquita, the booger. He flips a page, takes it out, and he just goes whoops. Flicks the, the mucus, the moquita, the booger, flips it like nothing, like human nature. And he, with the hand, he flips the page, and I start laughing. Because <laughs> like nothing, he just picks his nose, puts it in his index finger, flicks it, and throws it like it was a gun. And it was like second nature. And I start cracking up. <laughs> and then I look to my left, and there's an angry woman looking at me like, you see what you teach him? Why are you doing that? Can you teach him something else? And I'm thinking, I don't think I ever taught him that. Well, he sees you doing that, and you're not supposed to be doing that. And you see how he just did it like it was nothing? Imagine he goes to school, he goes to somebody's place, and I'm th- and I'm still laughing. I'm like literally laughing so hard that I think I started crying. And because it was like, it seemed like, like moving his hands like nothing. It was the greatest <laughs> thing ever. I, lo- I look forward to that. He hasn't. <laughs> my, my son doesn't deal with bogeys in a great way. Uh, he, I don't think he could flick them if he wanted to. But like, yeah, it's funny what makes you proud, isn't it? It's really weird. But it's I, I can totally relate. It's really weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But eh, she has a point. I mean, Matt, because you, you see, that's when it comes down to a four-year-old, right? Uh, if he likes you, he knows your friend and your family and everything, right? So he doesn't know the difference between the building manager that he likes and yeah. mom that he likes. He's going to do it and feel comfortable with somebody that he likes. So he's going to pick his nose and flick it. Mm. <laughs> Is that proper manners? I'm pretty sure it's not. But uh, I mean, if it's the if, if it's that if that's the be- the worst thing I'm going to show him, I'm okay with that. You got to pick your battles, man. Like Booker's is way down the list. <laughs> oh, but like if he does that to my brother, oh my goodness, I will hear it for like ever. He will be like, "Don't you understand that he's not supposed to be doing that?" And don't you know that, uh, like, I had to explain to a four-year-old a couple months ago that some people don't like to have nicknames. So he was calling my brother, his his name, my son calls my brother Nino, which is um, uh, Godfather in Spanish, uh, mm. Padrino, in short, Nino. Uh, so he started calling him Nino or Nino, and then my brother, like, got all-time man macho man he was like that's not right you're not supposed to be doing that that is not right and he was talking like this and it's like lecturing <laughs> a four-year-old so on our way back i had to explain to a four-year-old that some people are not okay with having nicknames and some people like to have nicknames and it's okay for somebody not to uh, be okay with giving them nicknames or funny names because they just don't like it and it's okay. But some people are just, you know, basically I was telling him some people are fun, some people are not. <laughs> are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? 
leave your seat. I need a break. Uh. Out of the doorway, the bullets rip. Repeat to the sound of the beat. And talking about not having fun, we have a segment called Andy's Jokes. And the way the segment works is that Andy tells a joke, and it's up to you to decide whether it's a good joke or a bad joke. And it's been two weeks without a joke. So Sober Industries has been calling me saying, where are those bad jokes that I'm paying for? And I was like, don't worry, Mr. Sober. I'm going to have Andy tell another bad joke as soon as he gets back from his hiatus all the way from England. Here is Andy brought you by Sober Industries. Sober Industries, a great industry space in Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. And without any other more bashing, here's Andy. I went to a theme park without a mask on. Jokes. Take it away, Andy. So, Jose, some people don't like uh, them, uh, other people mocking their segments. So, um, yeah, I just want you to know that and just, uh, just pass it on. But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> what well, one joke this week is going to be a good one. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. Uh, you should one create your own segment from... and then mock me the whole time. Call it like, yeah. um, I have hair segment. Suck it. <laughs> I have a lot of hair at the moment as well. I need to go get a bloody haircut. Anyway, <clears throat> my joke is not uh, my hair. It is something good. Uh, this isn't my own joke can't take credit for this one it's a good joke and i found it somewhere could be a correlation there let's find out together <clears throat> jose what lies at the bottom of the sea and twitches hold on, hold on, hold on. let me repeat it let me let me repeat it jose what lies at the bottom of the sea and twitches think uh, okay i don't know andy what a nervous wreck ah <laughs> that's me on monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday <laughs> sunday that's surprisingly topical during the subject matter of this podcast uh yeah yeah i thought that was cool so that one comes from the uh dad jokes subreddit which is reddit.com slash r slash dad jokes They've been keeping me warm and keeping me happy uh, over the past week. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll have more from there for sure. So what what other segment can you make so we can mock you? Uh, that I have, <laughs> I have, no, like you to me. I have hair segment. Suck it, Jose. I could reach. <laughs> <laughs> Jose's hair tips. I like that one. That's good. Um, you can make a segment saying uh, I could reach the top of the fridge. Haha, <laughs> suck it, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> I could speak well. Suck it. <laughs> There's more that we could do. For sure, for sure. Uh, uh, I could cross the border, not you, Jose. No, just <laughs> <laughs> And this segment was brought to you by Sober Industries. Sober Industries is based out of Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. Before we go, uh, anything else you need to uh, say? 
thank you so much for for spending time with me again, Jose, and, and talking to me. Uh, and thank you for the patience as well. Uh, I, I've work's been taken over my life over the past two weeks, which is one of the reasons why I haven't been on. Um, but now I'm back, so that's great. Um, uh, yep. Yeah, thank you for sending me all the hu- uh, humorous stuff you have been on WhatsApp as well um, about basically Britishness. It always makes me chuckle. Um, uh, and then, yeah. Um, just want to say uh, to Will as well, um, congratulations on uh, you being with your uh, with your uh, partner again in the UK. They are united, which is great. I know, um, Will's having they, sex finally. Yes. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So <laughs> high five to Will for that. Um, and then, yeah, that, that's about it, really. Um, lots of love to my wife and, and son and... Uh, Keep my fingers off crossed that I don't have COVID. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um. So you told me you were going to be busy because uh, you had a uh, not only work but you had a project coming on. So I think I text Will uh, right after I talked to you, and I'm like, "Hey, what you doing?" He's like, "Not much. Tomorrow I'm going back to Spain to go get my wife." And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Because I was going to ask you if you wanted to be in the podcast since Andy is very busy. He said, like, "No, I can't." I was like, all right. And I'm like, hey, good for you, man. You're about to have sex, finally. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason we say that is because Will, our number one fan and co-co-co-host, um, he, uh, his wife was in Spain uh, because yes. what's happening. And he hasn't been able to be with his wife, his brand new wife, by the way, because they just got married like a couple months ago. And then, yep. so that's what we're talking about. He went finally to Spain, and they're probably together, and they're probably making babies, like everybody should be doing. Any responsible adult, by the way. Uh, <laughs> you've been busy. Oh, there was one more thing as well. Sorry, uh, I, it's in my notes. Um, Joe, our mate Joe, <laughs> who we recorded episodes with way, way, way back, and we'll probably get him on again. Um, he has had a second baby um, with his lovely wife. So congratulations to them. Well, I'm good. Um, I'm happy that he had it with his lovely wife. Imagine, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, congratulations, Joe. If uh, if you listen to this, and then he's uh, going to be my new boss, right? Because they're hiring writers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should totally, you should totally go for it. I mean, they 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 need um, they need people from different perspectives, Jose. And you could definitely offer that. But. UK hours, that means I had to wake up at what, 1, right? Because it's 8 o'clock, so I will have to wake up at 1 to be at work at 9, right? Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, would, it wouldn't be great. <laughs> hey, you've been busy, so since we're here, and we don't know, because, uh, by the way, I, I tried to, like, switch my internet providers and stuff like that, and it's the same company, so that's the good thing. But when I called to make the switch for next week, they were like, well, um, the guy who was there has not canceled his, his connection, so we cannot do anything until he cancels his connection. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. And the only thing that we're going to have to do is, like, if he doesn't cancel it soon, you're going to have to go to a store, take your lease, show them to people, and they will manually cancel it. So I was like... Well, now, how about I just use this Wi-Fi, and there you go. So, what I'm trying to say is, like, since I have you here, and I don't know when it's going to be the next time we, you know, are connecting. Any news in the industry? 
yeah. So when's this going out? This is going out in a week's time. So About the major a week thing... or two. Yeah. So Ubisoft have, uh, would have had a big, a big press conference where they revealed a new Far Cry uh, that stars uh, Giancarlo Asperito, uh, which is the Breaking Bad guy, Better Call Saul guy, amazing actor. He's also the um, saber, dark saber wielding bid baddie from The Mandalorian. Oh, wow. um, he'll be starring in that game, so he's awesome. Um, also, have a friend of mine working on that game as well. So, congratulations on what I hope is an awesome reveal, and no doubt it will be. Far Cry is a massive series. Uh, what else is going to happen? So, on the twenty fourth, which when you hear this won't have happened yet, will, uh, Xbox will be holding a massive conference showcasing all their first party titles and more information on the xbox series x which will launch they've said before the end of this year um so keep an eye out for that you'll be able to see it everywhere it's being streamed um what else uh the only other thing is that i i put uh what was it paper marrow a thousand year door which is a gamecube game on ebay recently uh and i sold that motherfucker for like 150 quid so yeah uh that's nuts um so yeah there's a massive demand for gamecube games especially first party gamecube games that haven't been remastered at the moment what i'm noticing in like the second hand market so if you spot any of those out and about in bric-a-brac stores or in uh you know on ebay that are going for a, a cheap rate um snap those up and put them on ebay yourself because uh, there's loads of people looking to buy into that for some reason at the moment got no reason why and uh, now that my son knows how to work the PS4, every time he we was like watch a movie at night or something, he goes and see who's online. And then uh, one time he went and see that you were playing online, and you were playing the same game that I bought my nephew for uh, his birthday. Um, it's a Japanese game. Oh, uh, Persona. Persona Five. Yeah, he, yeah. He's uh, so. What's that about? Because since you so and Persona... my nephew are uh, he. Uh, one time I was like, oh, he's online. Let's see. Because I guess you could video conference chat yeah, or something. Yeah. And then he's like, why are you trying to do that? I'm like, because you're fucking 13 and I just want to say hi to you. He's like, well, I'm playing Persona 5 and that's not going to be good for your son because it's going to, uh, you don't like to see all that stuff. And I was like, all right, whatever. I mean, like, I don't care. <laughs> but what was, I mean, I bought that game for him. It just looked like Japanese anime. Yeah, so that's basically what it is. Uh, so it's like turn-based RPG. So it's a role-playing game, uh, but essentially it involves like it's set in Japan. Um, you're high school students, and you're essentially trying to right the wrongs of the local area. So like you've got a gym teacher that likes looking at being a pervert towards little girls. Um, you've got an art critic who like basically steals no you've got an artist that steals the art of his students and then takes credit for them um, so you play like this weird like Japanese superhero group called the Phantom Thieves and like you are defeating these basically these these massive creatures that are based on those people's personas right um, that are like polluting the world and they're massive dungeons um but the the it's quite a violent game. It's not massively violent. It's more like emotionally violent, uh, emotionally violent. But it's like um, lots of reading in it. It's a great game for like teenagers because they will read loads. They'll be exposed to lots of different cultural things that they don't see in their daily lives, especially from from a Westerner perspective. 
Um, and you have to be quite clever to play that game because there's loads of strategy involved in it. So, um, yeah, Persona's awesome. I mean, I, I, I love it. it. It's one of those few games that I can play with my wife and she totally gets as much out of it as I do in terms of the story and things like that. And it is like, it is weird ass Japanese anime sometimes where like a character will say something and you'll be like, where the hell did that come from? Or what the hell is that in reference to? Um, so yeah, it's, it's a cool game. It's a cool game. The only other one that I would recommend your nephew play would be there's this game called Catherine. Um, maybe wait until he's a little bit older. I would say <laughs> not 13, maybe 15 is, is a good shout for that one because basically it's about a guy in his like 20s, basically 29, let's say late 20s. Uh, and essentially he's been with his girlfriend or partner for a really long time. Um, and basically he's he's having a typical like shit or get off the pot moment where like he can't decide whether he wants to be with her or not be with her. And then at this and at the same time this like this um banging blonde comes into his life at the bar that they go to and basically they they go out with each other, they like have a one night stand with each other and then but he couldn't remember. Uh, so like he blacks out and it's during this time where like he's doing uh, he's having nightmares about being stuck in like this labyrinth that he has to leap up and down on uh, to kind of like the different boxes um, it's really mental but it's great it's called Catherine don't get it for him yet yeah. save it for like a couple of Christmases in the future maybe or something um, but yeah it's a, it's a really cool game yeah don't play that in front of your son either <laughs> uh, I already told you I don't um, the only games that the only one game that, thanks to you, by the way, um, that we've been playing is uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. That's because it's like deep into our roots. If you're from a third world country, a Latino country, Japanese anime is really in into you because we had like, um, uh, like, um, what are you called here? Like there were these like Zodiac fighters back in the days. So it's a Japanese. Uh, they used to fight the 12 signs and they had like gold and silver shields. And then we had uh, this. Like so Power Rangers? Yeah. The, uh, Senseiya. There you go. Senseiya. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we had the, the soccer players, Japanese, back in the days, Japanese. Sen oh, uh, uh, Captain Tsubasa? There you go. Then yeah. Dragon Ball Z. Uh, we, all those were like deep into our roots, uh, besides Transformers and all that stuff. So. Uh, my girlfriend and I we play against each other. She always beats me because she's the one that just presses everything and gets blisters. So she could she could only play for like half an hour because after that she's so tired. I mean I I think she, she I don't think she exercises as much as she does when she plays that game to the point that yes. she gets blisters. And me too. I don't know how you gamers do it. It's incredible how many gamer friends I have and like. From like you journalists to like big guys to like just normal gamer friends and my family. I don't know how you do it. I play like half an hour and my thumb is sore. I have a blister. Yeah. It's just it's just calluses, man. Like it's weird. Like if you look at the rest of my body, uh, body I look like a regular 35 year old. But if you look at my hands, I look like fucking 80. So I really hope that I don't have arthritis in my hands. But um, the only other thing I would say, uh, just like to kind of close off the segment, is um, F1 2020 came out this week uh, by Codemasters, UK developer. It's one of the best racing games I played for absolute years. So if you like motorsport or motor racing games, F1 2020 is amazing. Definitely pick that one up. 
Which is the one I, I saved for you that is a special edition. I forgot. It was Forza something. Or oh, the... Forza Motorsport. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never got that, by the way. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's fine. Um, uh, I, and I then uh, I was giving you shadows because now that I'm home like a normal parent, like on the weekends, and I'm just, we've been watching a lot of uh, uh, Barcelona games with my son. Yeah. And then um, your boy uh, from England, the defender for Barcelona. Leclerc. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? How do you say his name? Because the Spanish people make it sound like, like he's French. And he, how do you spell it? Clemente. You, spell it? you spell Clemente, but they they call him. Oh yeah, it's Clement. It's Clement. Yeah, they so call it, to say it like Clement. Yeah. They call it like Clever, and I'm like, no, his name That's is Clemente, <laughs> and I'm like, that guy's good, really good. Yeah, he's really good. He's really good. We we don't talk about him at all over here, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, he's good. He's good. You'll you'll see a lot of uh, English and British Im Im imports coming into uh, Spanish football. I think you'll see that more often because we 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 got a lot of good talent. Yeah, Barcelona is incredible. They have a, a Dominican guy, a guy from Chile, Uruguay, and of course Spaniards. And before we close this sports segment, brought you by you know <laughs> <laughs> by Doggy Dogs, by the way, Doggy Dogs, D O G G I. L O C K S. Yeah, I was just I forgot if it was I or Y. So D O G G I L O C K S dot C O dot U K. And if you could say hi to them, you could send them an email at doggydogs at yahoo.com, which is basically Andy's sister. So go say hi and take your dogs now because if you want to groom your dogs, she's the place to go. So there you go. And um so who do you think is gonna win the Formula One? Did, did they did they started or did they resume? No, they started. So they they actually flew all their stuff out to Australia to start the season, and then basically they had their first case of COVID, uh, literally the Saturday before qualifying, and they called it all off, and then they had to fly all their stuff back to the UK. Uh, went on hiatus for three months, and then they started up again last weekend. So by the time you hear this, they will have been at Austria and Hungary. Um, but yeah, Lewis Hamilton all the way. That guy is fantastic. Um, yeah, uber talented. Yeah. Well, is, is he the uh, Red Bull? No, he's... Um, so you've got Max Verstappen at Red Bull and you've got Lewis Hamilton at Mercedes. Um, oh, yes, your boy. Yeah. 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 How many Lewis has is great. He, he... Is he going to be the greatest of all time? Uh, if he wins this season, he will be the greatest of all time, or at least would have tied with Michael Schumacher, I think. Because the he... thing is, man, like he's 31, no one can touch him. He'll be in the sport for at least three more seasons. He'll, he'll break that record easy peasy. Um, the other thing with him that's absolutely amazing is that he's really, really politically activated as well. Like he's very aware of everything. Well, he's um, black, so... right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like... <laughs> so, Suck it, NASCAR. Uh, Fuck you, NASCAR. <laughs> well, NASCAR have got um, Bubba uh, Wallace, right? Yeah, but I'm saying, like, fuck, what a trick. Yeah. yeah. Fuck NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Lewis Hamilton's amazing. Um, Mercedes are running a black livery in honor of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, you know, they've got a massive anti-racism drive within the sport at the moment as well that hopefully is meaningful and not just a, a gesture. Uh, and I think Lewis has been a, a key part of that. So yeah, it's, 
But he has won, what, like six in a row? He's won three in a row, I think. But he had, or maybe four in a row, I think he's won one. But he he had two previously. (sighs) So if he wins this year, it'll be six. But then in order to beat Schumacher, he has to do seven. That's just incredible. Where could people find you? Say hi to you about sports, (laughs) motorsports. Uh, You can check me out at gaming goodness on twitter that's at gaming goodness on twitter that's g-a-m-i-n-g-g-o-o-d-n-e-s-s well this is our last podcast in my one bedroom uh, studio recording because we are going to be moving so hopefully i remember to say two bedroom apartment now until next time my name is jose jose de la roca and you can find me at mr jose de la roca goodbye